Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 76 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's, for today's episode, our topic is intuitive tarot reading. And I'm bringing on a very special guest, my friend, Arwen Lynch-Poe. Welcome, Arwen. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Therese. I really appreciate your having me. Well, I'm excited to have you here because you've got an e-course called Trust Your Gut Tarot Course. Can you tell people about that real quick? Sure. It's a nine-week course. It's totally online. It's all email, and it's self-paced. So you sign up when you want to start taking it. And basically, I take you through the cards, and I give you exercises on how to increase your own trust and your own intuition. I think we all have intuition. This is just to help us key into it a little more. Right on. And, you know, this is really why I wanted to have you on the show talking about it, because you're the person with the course out there. And I think this is a a great course for people, whether they're newbie readers or people who are just trying to get more in touch with the intuitive side of reading. So I'm really grateful that you have that out there for people. So that being said, what's your take on intuition? I mean, if people ask, where does it come from? What would you tell them? And is it different than being psychic? These are big questions. They're huge questions, right? I think first that intuition is something we all have. And I think we have it as children. And unfortunately, our parents and other grown-ups around us, for what they assume is our own good, tell us, oh, you don't know that. Oh, you can't know that. How many children do we know or adults who said that as a child, they would say, oh, granny came to say goodbye to me. And then they would find out that their, their little relative had died. I think that's an intuitive, it could be psychic. Now, are they the same thing? Mm, They're two sides of a coin. Psychic is really being open and seriously activating your um, connection to the other side for me. Uh Um, I do style myself as a psychic reader, and um, I get pops. I don't know what else to call them when I'm reading for somebody. I will suddenly see or or get information from I don't know where. Um, it's not like somebody's in the room whispering in my ear. That would kind of creep me out. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? But intuition is something we all have, and then we stuff it up. I, I see our brains like a little colander on our head, and we have all these little holes that we can get information back and forth from somewhere else. You know, Jung talks about the collective unconscious. And I think we plug our holes up and we don't pay attention. And as adults, we have to start digging those things out and releasing mm-hmm. our intuitive self again. Right on. And, you know, there's a lot of tarot readers that don't want to be labeled as psychic, so they go with intuitive. Why do you think that is? Oh, I think it's um, very much because of the madam this and the, um, you know, sir that. And uh, I grew up in Louisiana, and there we have – red palm places i don't know they always have a red palm okay. and their sister somebody mother somebody and they're psychics and you go in and you pay the money and generally you get taken for a ride mm. so psychics have a real and you know uh johnny carson did his oh, i can't remember the name 
the great oh yeah yeah that dude other. with the big uh with the big turban i remember yeah. him yeah yeah and so i think it's it's become a mocking point mm-hmm. for a lot of people but you know people can mock me it's all right by me <laughs> right everyone's entitled to their opinion and people have a lot of opinions about you know intuition and psychic stuff so uh, you know, it's always fascinating to see the people who really embrace it and the other ones who really do look at it as a joke. But it is real. I agree that we all have our intuitive abilities. Just some of us listen and some don't. So yeah, let's, and, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say some people, I think that we have, just like we have some people are better cooks than others and yeah. some people are better artists, some people have intuitive stuff that's better around different things. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who's a vet and she's amazing about her intuitive ability. I would take an animal to her and trust her gut over any test. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where her psychic stuff shows up. She is really dead on right about animals. I love so. that. And animals are very intuitive too, by the way. I think, um, ah. I mean, my cats certainly, they know when something's up. They know when we're going to take a trip. Like days before they start getting really crazy because they know we're leaving. So I think yeah. they're really super tuned in. So let's talk, uh, yeah. let's talk about intuition's role in tarot. What do you want people to know about the role that intuition plays in tarot readings? I think it helps us expand the information we get, the story we tell. Now, I am a firm believer that one course does not make a professional reader. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think, I think you've really got to take a classes from different people, read different books, and do a lot of work. It's it's not a, a one-shot deal. You can't sign up for a be a professional tarot reader because there's so much involved. Mm-hmm. And intuition comes when you lay the cards out. And part of what I do is I tell people, tell the story you see. Um, you know, and if you lay down, let's just say the Ten of Cups, and we'll go back to animals. The thing that pops at you is the dog. Mm-hmm. Talk about the dog. As, you know, write down the dog. Find out why that dog is popping for you. Is it bringing up a memory? Is it bringing up a new memory? That's sometimes what intuition feels like. It's like you've suddenly remembered something you didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, and I really think that tarot readers should be, for me, to call myself a professional tarot reader, I have to be able to unlock my intuition and then lock it back up. Yes. I do not want to be um, somebody famous on TV who walks up to people in stores and just tells them about people. I don't. I don't either. I personally, I find that really invasive. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just, you don't know what somebody else is dealing with and you go up and you say, I'm so sorry about your father. And they're like, you know, he was a dirt ball and, Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've so. had people do that with me where they come up and especially, like after, uh, you know, sometimes we might be in a, uh, taking a class together on some something or other. And every once in a while, I've had someone come up to me and they want to really talk about the dead people around me. And it's like, you know, I didn't give you permission to that. And I, I just don't like that. So I, I never like share intuitive hits with anyone if they don't ask for it, unless it's my kids. And I think they're in trouble, but that's the mom thing. That's different. Exactly. And that's your your God-given right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they wouldn't agree with that, but it is. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned about tarot courses, and um, 
I'm a firm believer in getting as much education as possible. But, you know, there are some classes out there that I've seen where people say, just chuck the little white book, forget about it, you don't need it, you don't need to read, you don't need to learn any of the stuff. We're just going to get you doing intuitive reading and just read with your gut. Now, do you think it's wise to chuck the little white book and just read with your gut? Why or why not? Actually, I'm one of the people that say something like get rid of the little white book. But what I say is, you read, it's an AM, PM thing. In the morning, you look at the card, you write down what you see. Live your day. At night, come home, write down your day. What did you see in the card that resonated in your day? Then look at the little white book. Mm-hmm. Because you have to marry your own stuff with what the, the artist and author sees. Dogs, for instance, I keep coming back to dogs. I have a friend who was bitten by a dog as a kid. Mm-hmm. I see dogs as loyal, loving companions, not so much her. Mm-hmm. So my symbol of what a dog is and her symbol are completely different. Um, you know, so we can't force our symbols on somebody else. We can't tell, you know, I can't tell you that all cats are evil. Right. You know? I don't think they are, by the way. I have four cats. One of them <laughs> is evil. <laughs> but so that's that's for me. The little white book is important mm-hmm. to get that input, right? That mm-hmm. that extra of what the artist or author is seeing. If it's one of the books that does that, some of them, as we know, are pamphlets. They just give, you know, the the standardized meaning of mm-hmm. cards, and that's okay. But you know, where do we go from there? Is Paulina Cassidy's Ten of Swords the exact same message as? Lisa Hunt's Ten of Swords in two different decks. They right. probably have a little different stuff going on. I totally agree. And that's why I think, you know, the, the books and the structure can be very important and they shouldn't be dismissed. You know, which brings me to my next question. Now, how could learning the structure and the traditional meanings of the tarot cards help your intuition? Do you think it can? Yes, absolutely. It's building blocks. Um, you know, you need to know the base meaning. In cooking, you need to know what salt does, what sugar does, what vinegar does. Uh, you cannot make vinegar sugar. You know, it's, and I think that sometimes, and I have an, uh, my base knowledge is Rider Waite Smith. That's mm-hmm. how I learned. The first deck I learned was the herbal tarot. And it's basically Rider Waite Smith images with herbs added, right? It's very clone. So you have to have something to build on. Mm-hmm. Tarot is not like an oracle deck. Oracle right. decks you can pick up and dive in. Right. But you, you got to have something to build on. Right. And I think also when you have the structure, when you understand things like what the major arcanas are and, you know, the minors and all of that, I think sometimes when you get really stuck and flummoxed, you can start tapping back into that well of knowledge. And oftentimes I feel that that will trigger, oh, yeah, then it gets stuff flowing. You know, yes. so at least that's how it works for me. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I used to read on a 1-900 line. My family called it a 1-900 psycho line. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I the deck of cards I used, I had Terror of the Old Path on the back. I had labels that I had glued to. I still have mm-hmm. this deck. And on the back, I had keywords for reverse and keywords for upright. Mm-hmm. So if I got stuck, I wasn't going to waste people's money Yes. on those things. Mm-hmm. So I would flip the card if I got stuck and grab a word that popped at me. And, and really, it's, it's a pop thing. It's things that come up and yes. go, hey, pay attention to me. Yes. You know, that's, that's so interesting that you said that because one of the things I love to recommend for beginning tarot students is to write some key words on the front of the cards because that is going to help you to, you know, get more comfortable um, not going back to the, the little white book. And I always say when they think, oh, my God, I'm going to, you know, desecrate the cards. It's like you can buy another deck, honey. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what do you say to people? who think that intuitive tarot reading is bogus and that you need to rely on a system such as elemental dignities or traditional meanings, or it's all made up. What do you say to that? I've actually heard that. (laughs) I say that whatever works for you is lovely. This is what works for me. And I'm not really in it to debate it with somebody Mm. because I've been reading since 1985, which is, you know, one or two days, and (laughs) it works for me. It is what works for me, and I do not tell anybody, you know, that what works for them is wrong. Elemental dignities, I have actually tried very hard to study. I don't get them. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't get the system. I've taken classes. It just doesn't go into my brain. Right. You know, and... I do think symbols are very important. I think that having faith in what you believe to be true is the best thing. So, and that's kind of a a wavery statement, right? Because then somebody's going to walk up and say, well, I believe Satan did the cards. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I am so not here to disavow anyone else's beliefs nor am i here for them to disavow mine so i don't know if that answers the question or evades it i'm pretty good at evasion so (laughs) no i think that's actually a really fair answer you know i i also come from the mind frame exactly like you live and let live hey if, if elemental dignities are your thing have at it and there will always be people that will want to go to a reader who uses that, just like there are always going to be people who prefer to work with someone who is an intuitive or maybe you use a combination, whatever. You know, there's a, like my father used to say about dating, there is a lid for every pot. And it is, I say that. Do you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what I say about people and readers. I say yeah. there's a lid for every pot. I love your yeah. dad. <laughs> And, you know, I love those old-timey sayings. He had the best. He really did. But it, it's so important for people to realize that because if it doesn't work for you, you know what, don't do it. And, you know, find a method that works for you. And, and the same like when you're a client, you want to find the reader that really resonates with you. If you don't like their lingo, move on. You're going to find somebody else. And, you know, Arwen, one of the beautiful things about the Internet is that people do have access to so much information about you know, learning this stuff, but also so many different readers that they can work with. So, I mean, things are wide open for us. It's awesome. Absolutely. And I have had people who come to me and I'll have questions that I'm not comfortable with. Yes. Um, And I'll say, you know, that's not a question I can answer. But here are three readers I know who 
are good with that kind of question. Yep. I suck at timing questions. Just right. Ugh. Right, right. And so I'll send them to somebody that does good timing questions, you know? Yeah. I'm with you on that. You know, there are, there are certain situations, too, that I don't like to answer. I don't feel qualified to. I will send people to somebody who also is going to be more up their alley. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, and here's where we, us intuitive readers, have this going for us. Sometimes, you know, we just intuitively know this isn't the person that I should be working with. They need somebody else. And I always honor that. When I feel that, I always honor it. Exactly. So speaking of intuition, what is the best way to develop your intuition? Practice and paying mm. attention. Um, I, I tell a story a lot on myself about I turned on the TV and there was, um, it was about, I don't know, a few years ago, there was a story about a little boy and a crying camel. Uh, it's a movie. And I thought, oh, that looks interesting. And I flipped the channels. Then I went to a doctor's appointment the next day and picked up a magazine and randomly flipped it open to a camel picture. Mm-hmm. And then later that day, I went into um, a little new age store that was in the area. And the first thing I saw was a camel incense burner. And, okay, I'm pagan. I'm a witch. And I'm like, okay, perhaps I need to pay attention to camels. And the message for me was that I had, I was literally dehydrated. I needed to drink more. And I also needed to do some other self-care in terms of nurturing myself. Mm. But pay attention. You know, and set yourself a question. If you have a question like, uh, we'll just use a, a silly one. Should I buy the blue dress for prom? Pay attention. Put that question out there and then just shut up and watch and see what comes. Um, my biggest gripe with my own witch community is that when we ask a question, we don't listen. We pretty much go, dear God and goddess, I really want to have this because blah, 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 blah. Oh, and blah, 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 blah. And what do you think about blah, blah? And you never give them room to answer. Right. So basically, I, and I use it a lot with myself. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Arwen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pay attention and stop that talking around it. You just got to sometimes feel and listen and look. Um, so, yeah, totally. You know, so how might tarot help you to become more intuitive? Besides, you know, we're just talking about paying attention in general to be more intuitive, but how might tarot help you to become more intuitive? Well, you know, Leo, if you see something, let's say you see a cardinal several times in a day and it just doesn't stick with you, pull a card. Mm. See what the see what the tarot, you know, you, you see a red bird three times and you think, okay, I'm going to pull a card and you get the three of swords. Dun, dun, dun. Um, you know? What does that mean? Is the heart the bird? And then you have to kind of, again, sit with yourself and trust what pops into your head. The first thing is often the right thing. And then we question it. And that's where we get tripped up. That's where we totally get goofed up. As soon as we go into that analytical mode. We get in trouble. The intuition part gets lost. And we, you know what happens then? You always go back later and say, you know, darn it, I had that, that feeling and I wish I would have listened to it and I didn't. It's because we got busy analyzing it. So, yeah. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. So what would be your number one, uh, what is the number one myth around intuitive tarot reading? And what do you have to say about it? The number one myth is that if your psychic says it, it's true. Mm. It's not. It is simply an indication, a predictive message. Um, And if you had a psychic read your travel map and it said bridge out ahead, what idiot keeps driving? Right. You pull over and reroute. (laughs) That's my deal with my my people who come to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, if I see the tower happening on Thursday for you, for goodness sake, I will moderate my language as I cuss like a sailor with my clients. Figure out what it is and get prepared for it. Right. You know, if I tell you the Titanic, the boat you're getting on is going to go down, carry a life jacket. Yeah. Or don't get on the boat. <laughs> I think that is such great wisdom because, you know, people often do get, you know, they'll come to a reader and then they get really disappointed if it doesn't work out exactly down to the letter. But what they don't realize is, you know, when you're getting a tarot reading uh, or any kind of intuitive reading, the reader can see where you are and what's ahead, but you always have free will, especially if there's something in the reading you don't like. You can change things. And also, a tarot reading, I like to say, is not a passive act. It's not like, well, here comes your tall, dark stranger, and you're set for life. You don't have to do anything. And that means you get to sit home in your PJs eating popcorn and assume they're going to show up at the door. It doesn't work like that. Intuitives, psychics, tarot readers, astrologers, we show the energy, but you still have to show up and you can change things. So I agree Absolutely. so much. Yeah. Well, and, you know, at what point do we have a parent-child relationship with our psychic reader? We shouldn't. Yes. So, yeah, I yeah. Ding, ding, ding. That needs to like, be repeated <laughs> ad nauseum. <laughs> Absolutely. Anything else you want to add? before we complete this wonderful conversation. You know, I could be talking about this all day with you, though. <laughs> I think the only thing that I would end with is remember that intuition cannot replace common sense yes. and act accordingly. Amen. So, yeah. I could not agree more. Common sense, let's, let's talk about that for one second. Common sense is so bloody important. And I, I think, you know, I'm a very practical, down-to-earth, common sense type gal. And I love Judge Judy. And one thing that Judge Judy likes to say, if, if she says something like, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And that should be the thing also that people need to know when they're getting a reading or doing a reading or whatnot. If you get some real crazy harebrained thing that doesn't make any darn sense, sit with that. Ask, does this make sense? What's a more common sense way of dealing with things? You know, and you might find that maybe that crazy harebrained thing does make sense upon later reflection, but you still want to apply as much common sense as possible. You know, if your tarot reader tells you, well, tomorrow you need to fly to California because you're going to meet, you know, um, let's just say I'm going to meet Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Well, you know, that, doesn't, that may be really an exciting thought, but I know that this would disrupt my entire life right now to go do it. So common sense, people. Common sense. Yeah, yeah, got to. 
<laughs> Although if I was going to meet Jason Momoa or Jamie Lannister, you know, if it was guaranteed, I might I might want to think about that a little bit. Well, maybe not. <laughs> Girl, I'd be on the plane before you. <laughs> we, we'd be fighting for that plane space. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, Aaron, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today with my audience. You are so talented. And by the way, for people who are listening, a couple of years ago, I had a situation. i got to share this story, Arwen. I could not get my own self out of the way for doing my own intuitive work. And so I booked a reading with Arwen. And Arwen, you were so accurate. It was scary. And the guidance you gave me was so beautiful. It really empowered me so that I could deal with my situation with grace and patience, which I was having trouble with. And I mean, you were just so intuitive, so sensitive and empathic. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your work. And, you know, so for people who are listening, Arwen is the bomb. So Arwen, I just want to, I want to put that out there. You know, I, I think uh, often you're, you're pretty humble. You don't toot your horn, but I want to toot that a little bit because you're quite talented. I mean, you've got this stuff down. So thank you for that. I really appreciate that. I was scared to death when I read for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the most boring person to read for because there's not a lot of excitement. But at that time, I had some big drama. And, and again, I, I got to say, you really saw things that I could not see because I couldn't get out of my own analytical way. So there's, there's a little point I want to make here, people. And, you know, we've been talking about this intuition stuff. And if you are analyzing, if you can't get your brain straight, go to somebody else because they'll be objective. And that's what I did. And Arwen was my gal. So just want to put that out there. Thank you. And Teresa, thank you so much for giving me your time today. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I did too. And, and again, we could be talking for hours. But we have to keep this short because I try to make this podcast short for people. And so we're going to complete. And people, you can find Arwen at tarotbyarwen.com. And I want you to be sure to check out her Trust Your Gut Tarot course. You can sign up for this at any time. It's an e-course. It's going to really help you to connect with tarot and your gut in the best possible way. And this wraps up our episode of Tarot Bites. And you guys can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, and hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and plenty of other good things for you guys to scope out. Enjoy. And thanks again for listening. Have a beautiful day. If you enjoyed this podcast, take a minute and leave a kind review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. That'll help more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And I always close off by saying, and this really is such a great thing to say after our conversation today, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. <laughs>